My name is William Del Pilar, the conservative Latino, and I'm here with Big John. And we are both fantasy sports pioneers, and we are now with the rebirth of sportsgrumblings.com. Big John, it's always good to see you. Always good to see you too, William. You know, you keep saying we're fantasy pioneers. I think one day we should show up at like pioneer regalia, like we're on the Oregon Trail or something. Put on a hat, uh, you know, maybe a, a corn cob pipe, maybe a scarf or something, and then some people dying of dysentery in the background. Maybe somebody will toss us a few bucks because we're still waiting to collect those royalty checks, aren't we? Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's actually not a. It's actually ironically not a lot of people that are still around the industry that help start it. And some of these individuals have gone on to big things. Some of our our pals have sold their companies uh, right. for a good chunk of change. Uh, they've become legends. The cool thing about us is even though we've been out of that part of the sector, going to the trade shows, when you walk into a room, at least for me, it's always funny or fun to sit there and see the new kids yeah. uh, look at me like, who the hell is this guy that knows everybody? You yeah, know? like, who's, who's this old dude? Yeah, well, luckily, I have good genes. <laughs> well, it, it's, it's funny on one hand, and it's depressing on the other. Like, you know your time is coming when, like, like you walk into a room and there's people that have not heard of you at all now it's not because i think we're so awesome that everyone should know our name but in the trade conferences like look um you are are you in the fsta hall of fame i think you are right no, no 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 and that's a discussion unto itself it's uh right. you know there's clicks everywhere I, I once saw somebody who wasn't in there and and the uh, executive director said this guy should be in and next year he was in so it's not always on accomplishments and that that's not a knock on anybody right. specifically that's a knock on how life works and how human nature oh is. sure yeah and it also ties into who you know where you work now like, right right you know and i was never part of the clique i respected all those guys they respected right. me but i didn't always hang out with them uh and, and that's because we were that was 24 seven. The first five, six years, I would go to those events twice a year, right. but in between events, I was up in the room. Right. You were grinding away. Same here. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And you know, my website, mine and Ryan's website, we were ranked in the top 2000. We had millions of unique users. We had K all F the major F contracts, et cetera, et cetera. K F uh, K F F L dot com website. And, and, and if, if you're a fantasy sports aficionado and you haven't heard of KFFL.com, shame on you. Because you're a newbie. <laughs> that's, like, that's like not hearing of the Constitution or the Bill but, of Rights. That, that, that's because uh, most people, after I sold it, uh, or Ryan and I sold it, rather, uh, it was literally destroyed. They took right. away our premium model. Uh, we became, everything was free, which was not good. We were bringing a good chunk of change in right. through our premium subscription, but they wrongly thought they could exponentially increase our presence. What they were looking to do was to do a quick sale for about $150 million. Uh, uh, and being a political junkie and an econ junkie and being a your own business person and right. here's the thing about life and th this is a good podcast unto itself a small successful business owner 
has more economic knowledge than an Ivy League graduate who's never actually had their own business. Sure, because I, 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 I would agree with that. Start to understand yeah. how the economy works. You, you, you innately start to, to understand and get a feel for bad times are coming. Yeah, we've got to, you know, put a few right. away here or there. And I saw these things and they were oblivious to it. And I remember at board meetings, I kept trying to warn them over and over and over. Right. And then they made a, well, you know what, we'll have, we're going to have a podcast. Down okay, the let's have a different okay, podcast we'll on that because so, quite honestly, that was going to trigger me into giving you uh, my position on socialism and why it fails. It's precisely because of people who think they know how the economy works, but actually have no idea how the economy works. But right, right. And, that, and that extends into government. <laughs> absolutely. But let's not get started on that. Let's instead go straight into the podcast. William, I know we've got a great show today. We've got uh, in my notes, and I'll kick it off with this and you can take it over. I see my notes. I see a woman with a dong question mark you are not being politically correct mr george jopolos <laughs> fair enough but what's that all about tell us all right everyone this is our show for the night we're going to talk about leah thomas and Brittany griner is that how you pronounce it big john Brittany Griner. Now, you probably don't know who Brittany Griner is, and that's part of the story in itself as we get into that. And then we're going to talk a little bit of an NFL. We are sports and politics here. We're going to get into the big news of today. Right. And that's news is Carson Wentz being traded to the Washington Commanders. And I got to be honest, uh, it's odd for me to say Washington Commanders. I just got used to the Washington football team, which honestly, I kind of liked it. It was just brutally straight to the point. Right, Washington right. Football. But you so sell, let's get into, you sell uh, more merchandise this way. Change the name three times in three years. Oh, oh well, a lot of people don't realize that is one reason why they always have all these throwback uniforms. It's mm -hmm. about generating income. Absolutely. But let's get into Leah Thomas. Yes. For those of us or those of you who do not know who she is, Leah Thomas is a transgender swimmer who, who is competing with women. You know, and as John said, she actually still has a penis. And we'll get into that. But for those that aren't Ew. sure, uh, uh, or let me let you toss the bar to you. Tell the audience what a transgender is and then tell them what a cisgender is. Because I had to look up cisgender. Yeah. I'm like, cisgender? So, all right. So one of the things that make you special when you start your own political movement is that you create your own terms. And that's true of any profession, right? Like, there's a reason why doctors say this person is suffering from a hematoma instead of a blood clot. They don't say blood clot. They say hematoma, right? They'll, they'll say, um, right, because the more words you use, right, it makes you feel more important. So cisgender actually is what you and I would typically call as everyday people that you see walking around, right? There exactly. are people whose, uh, whose I, gender identity matches their birth sex. Okay, Correct. I think that's the thing. Transgender means, to be honest with you, I'll give you their definition. If you want my opinion, I'll give it to you later. But transgender means your your gender and your sex, meaning your identity of whether you feel male or female or somewhere in between, doesn't align with your birth sex. Right. So that's the difference between the two. And Leah Thomas is the case that to put it plainly, because this is always confusing with the language, it is a transgender female, meaning the sex chromosomes are XY, which would uh, define uh, uh, Thomas as a male, 
but he identifies as a female, therefore Leah Thomas. Right. And, 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 and his name was Will Thomas. And I'll be honest to America, to all the critics out there, and even to myself, I, I always want to be respectful of people. But at the end of the day, it's about the truth as well. And, and everybody calls her, a, calls him a she, but she's still a he. She started, yes. he, uh, Leah Thomas started doing the, uh, the hormone uh, uh, process about two years suppression. ago. Right. So right. For the last year, uh, he had the uh, testosterone suppression in order to be able to comply with NCAA rules. But Correct. And he goes on to say, I'm a woman, just like anybody else on the team, Thomas said. No. I've always viewed myself as just a swimmer. It's what I've done for so long. It's what I love. Yeah. The problem I have with that is he's not a woman yet. I actually know a transgender and I respect her. I call her or her. I call her by her name. She's gone through the whole process. She no longer yeah. has a penis. She no longer has anything. Very open about it. She actually educated me. And, right. and again, my belief on all this is simple. It's we are born as heterosexuals in terms of our mating process you know, that, that, as, as a species, that's what it is. But I also think people are born differently. As, as my friend says, most people are, are like a car with a hard top. Then there are those who are convertibles. And, and, and I believe you're born that way. I, I believe uh, uh, it's, 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 I'll agree with you on your intellectualism. It's very layered. <laughs> it's it's not a black and white it's not a kiss issue it's very yeah. layered in in all this but at the end of the day do you think she's a woman or do you think she's a man still no she's he he's not a woman and i separate two things and i know this is not the acceptable position as a matter of fact most platforms will deplatform you for something called uh dead naming which is referring to the pronouns of the sex when someone has said i want to be referred to by these pronouns here's here's the difference leah thomas were i to run into this person i would refer to them as leah thomas because the name is something you choose that is oh, your good point as, as an individual much like caitlin jenner right you're telling me how you want to be referred to that's a basic human right Okay, you don't call me Peter. My name is John, right? So yeah, don't call me Big very, Peter. Very call me point. Big John, right? So right. that to me is is appropriate. What's not appropriate is an individual getting to decide for me what my perceptions and what my language is. To me, that's unacceptable, and it's even more unacceptable when the government mandates that you do it. So, for example, so Leah that's Thomas on the your, your your freedom of speech is what you're saying. Oh, absolutely. Because Leah Thomas is a he. If you've noticed during this whole discussion, it's I've referred to Leah Thomas as a he. And people say, well, why do you use the female name, but refer to the male pronoun? Because to me, that's the situation we're in right now. Well, what you're saying is she uh, she chooses to be uh, he what you're saying trying to i'm not putting words in your mouth but yeah. understanding you're you're saying he is choosing to use the name leah which you respect right but scientifically by birth by all the science yeah. he's still a man right and because look sex and gender before we had this linguistic split was always your karyotype as a geneticist was always your karyotype meaning xx female xy male now right. there are very rare genetic cases where you have xyy xxy 
Right, um, right, right. And, and like and a, herma, a, hermaf- how do you say a hermaphrodites, it? genetic okay. mosaics. There's a lot of these different terms, but but you have to understand, statistically speaking, they're less than one percent of the population. Right. They are the outliers, the exception. Absolutely. And the problem with society is they try to make that the norm. See, it happens to that person. So so so. Well, they're happen. they're using faulty association to say, for example, there are people. Well, I, I wouldn't say faulty. I would say they're using an outlier. <laughs> no, no, I'll say it's faulty, and I'll tell you why. Because in the cases where you do have the quote hermaphrodites or the gender mosaics or whatever, that is not a conscious choice on the part of the person. Oh, correct. That is part of their genetic material. What we are saying here is that the former Will Thomas, now Leah Thomas, one day felt like a woman trapped in a man's body and said, I want to live my life as a woman. Which, by the way, as a libertarian, as an individualist, go ahead. And no one should stop you from doing so. And no one should otherwise like bully you, beat you up, uh, whatever. All that's out. I don't believe in any of that crap. But at the same time, you keep- (laughs) You're like a big teddy bear to be so big. (laughs) Yeah. Well, here's the thing. The other thing is you have to also understand, to me, it's a mental illness. And I don't mean that disparagingly. I honestly mean that. So for example, body dysphoria. People say, well, well, it's well not- let's pause on that because you're getting into our next section here. Sure. Uh, well, a couple of points as a male or I'm sorry, when she competed as a man with the men, she, her number, her ranking and the rankings change. But this is roughly is, 50. Yeah, she was uh, ranked 462. 462. In, 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 oh, all right. 462. She's number one. As a woman, she wasn't even competitive as a man in the 50 and the 100 meters. She could become the NCAA's first Division One transgender national champion in the female and, category. And he set a record already. Right. Oh, he set a number of records. Yeah. Uh, now, knowledgeable notables, Martina Navratilova, Caitlyn Jenner, and Michael Phelps, they have expressed opposition, meaning they haven't come out and said no, but their language, they're, they ham and haw like a politician, they'll say it another way. They're not really into Thomas competing with a female. Right. And critics say, and this is where you were going, uh, well, you weren't quite going there, but I'll have you talk on this. Critics say transgender women athletes have an unfair advantage. They have larger lungs and larger hearts and larger muscle. Now, the counterpoint to that, <laughs> this will crack you up, is they disagree because they say cisgender people, some of them have lo- some of them have larger muscles in their peers. What they're trying to say is it's okay for Leah Thomas to be a man that compete. Because not everybody can match up with Michael Jordan, you know, and it's the same thing they're saying. They're saying Michael Jordan's God-given natural talent that puts him at a 10 and puts the average NBA player at a 7. It's the same thing as as Leah Thomas in in the female category. I found that laughable. But the reason I bring that up is that's part of the argument they're trying to use. Now, where do you, you're a scientist. People may not realize that you're a scientist. You would agree that men on the whole are faster and stronger. We have greater endurance. Uh, As you said, sex is an immutable characteristics. I mean, what I'm heading towards is, this is why Congress enacted Title 10, I believe. No, is it nine? Title nine. Title nine in 1972. Is this something that, that you find persuasive 
on the other side to argue that just no, because uh, no, okay. not 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 at all. Now, look, I've often stated this in more comedic terms, but in, in actuality, look at this. If you were to line up the 10 best at any athletic event, okay, all 10 would be men. Correct, correct. Just men, no matter what it is, track and field, team sports, uh, anything, lifting, powerlifting, running. Why is it that you have the male uh, fastest man alive, say Usain Bolt, is what, half a second, three quarters of a second, a full second faster than the fastest woman on earth? Well, because, well, well, Leah Thomas, just to expand on what you're saying, yeah. she was beating her opponents like in one meet beat like by 30 yeah. odd seconds. Yeah. Uh, but somebody, a comedian said it best. And, and I can't remember what, I want to say Dave Chappelle, but I don't think it was Dave Chappelle. He said, if women were the equal of men physically, there would be no WNBA. They'd be right. playing in NBA. Yeah. And there's a reason why the WNBA is getting lousy ratings. It's just not as good a product in terms of, of the athletic exposition. Now, here's the thing. People think that because it's a non-contact sport, but here's the principle you have to look at, right? In MMA, there's a transgender female. Oh, yeah. I, I, uh, Fallon Fox, I think. There's a legitimate fear that he will kill a woman in the ring. Right. That's because, right. you know, Joe Rogan explained it. Muscle mass is different. So even if you're taking, uh, not taking testosterone, if you're taking testosterone suppressant, if you're taking progesterone and other female hormones, your muscle mass is, is still that of a man. Your, right. your, your speed is that of a man, your endurance, your, well, your, would you say that, would you say this hormone replacement that they on, it's kind of like having a built in natural steroid machine. If you're competing as a transgender, what I mean by that is unless you take the suppression, that testosterone is going to keep producing until you get a certain age. Well, and you're, you're right. Gonna, it's like a built-in steroid machine. But but you, you're right. But it, people seem to think, okay, we're suppressing the testosterone. That should fix it, right? No, because your formative years as an athlete were done under the, the male system, right? So your body during its formative years was getting more testosterone, had more muscle mass, was faster, uh, um, so you're saying the fact that Leah Thomas is is taking the suppression, she's already built that body up to be able to yeah, dominate. Yeah, and, and, and let's let's face it, when when Martina Navratilova played, for example, tennis, the sight of her playing like against Chris Everett, I remember, right? Chris Everett was oh, America's like sweetheart, right? Right. But when Martina uh, played Chris Everett, it was night and day. But right. no one for a minute thought. <laughs> That there was a man playing Chris Everett. And when typically, like even today, Serena Williams, they asked her, like, how would you fare against the man? She goes, I couldn't even beat the 100th ranked man. Well, remember Billie Jean King. Billie Jean King, uh, 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 she wasn't quite, if I remember correctly, she wasn't quite in her prime. But Bobby Riggs was already like 50 something smoking. No, it's just the opposite. Billie Jean was in her prime. Okay, okay. Bobby okay. Riggs was. But the point uh, is, Bobby Riggs was already in his well late fifties. In his late fifties, but yeah, he, he was a chain smoker too at that point. Yeah, but here's the funny part. Um, people forget, at the time, uh, the so-called uh, what's it? What was it called? The mat, the the uh, the battle of the sexes. You know right. the, that tennis it match. Was in, it was in Houston. I remember yeah. that. Two things you have to remember: Bobby Riggs was a degenerate gambler. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He, he was a bum at that point. At, Maybe at, not financially, but he, at, at, physically. Yeah, a lot of people 
think he threw that match wow. for money, right? Because wow. he he was a gambler, right? I did not know that. Right. Now, the second thing you have to understand is also Billy Jean at that point was the number two ranked player. Who was number one? Chris Everett? No, Margaret Court. Oh, Margaret. Oh, God. She was, Australian, she was right? a little bit older then. Yeah. And guess who Bobby Riggs had beaten a week or two before the Billie Jean That's King match? right. He had beaten her. In straight sets. Like, she didn't That's get right. one point off of him. That's so right. even so, then, a 50-year-old has been. <laughs> so people, Big John here is saying it was fixed. I'm opinion. saying I'm saying there's the, there's the um, allegations that it may have been fixed. But anyway, personally, my, think, personally speaking, because because we have to say in your opinion, so so we don't get sued. Yes, in my <laughs> opinion, and I'm saying that these are rumors that are that are repeating. But, but here's in your the other opinion, thing. you think it was yeah. fixed. But but just to sort of put a bow on this, most people, if you ask them, should there be trans uh should transgender women be competing in combat sports? boxing wrestling no. mma karate judo the answer is hell no because well, we're seeing it as you said in the mma right, right. Now. but it's so obvious to people i think most people would look at that situation and say no 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 you can't so then why do you think it doesn't apply to non-contact sports because to nobody's physically getting hurt that's why right but it doesn't erase the natural yeah, i'm not saying hand. it does but that's why that and right now the tail is wagging the dog the, the, the people don't understand uh, the gay community. I did some research on this. I don't want to digress, but I did some research on this. And they're a small group of Americans, but they've got one of the loudest voices. And when they get money, they use it wisely. Uh, for another podcast, we'll talk about Colorado and how all that planned out, panned out and turned to red state, purplish blue, mostly blue now. Okay, so would you say it's fair to say that it's today's female athletes who are fighting for the right to be taken seriously. They're the ones whose rights are being trampled. Well, I don't know if it's their rights that are being trampled. Again, I'm as a libertarian, I'm very uh, touchy about the use of the word rights. It, if somebody has to provide you something, it's not a right. So, well, it, it's the right to be able to compete and to be seen as the strongest, fastest, whatever female athlete in that sport. It's well, they're right as women. They still have that right. I think what you're complaining about, which I'm, I'm not complaining, I'm asking. Yeah, no. So they still have the right to compete. They could just choose not to compete against uh, Leah Thomas, for example. But, but, but which begs the question: So are those rights being trampled because a man is competing as uh, disguised as a woman? No, I think I think it's more the rigging of a game. In other words, in the name of in the name of political correctness, in the name of of uh, social wokeness, however you want to describe it, uh, they are ignoring basic scientific uh, uh, analysis. That's the thing. So yeah. here's what you, here's what I think the effective response is. Quite honestly, is the the cis females need to walk out and protest. They can't. So, That's a, hold on. That's a great segue to the next topic of this. Uh, well, first of all. Uh, uh, my belief is for every spot on that team that uh, uh, Leah Thomas takes, there's a woman who's uh, yes. being thrown overboard. I agree. However, uh, 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 they're not protesting. They actually talked about protesting the female members, but a lot of them are there on scholarship. Some right. of them are working class people. The school has openly backed 
Leah Thomas to the point where the rules state that you only have to do your hormone therapy for one year, then you're eligible. So now they're talking about changing it about, okay, certain testosterone levels need to be maintained, et cetera, et cetera. UPIN says, uh, has not said, but they've hinted strongly, they're going to take them to court. The head coach, the coach of the swim team loves it. Why? I mean, he's winning. He's one who's, you know, so, so you're talking about people giving up their livelihoods in terms of an education. And then, and let's be honest, there's only one college system, university system, where the degree matters. And this is what I, this is my personal belief, but I believe it with all my heart. I graduated from the Cal State uh, school system. You know, who, if you graduate from anything outside of an Ivy League, outside of, say, a Duke or Stanford, nobody gives a rat's ass when it comes to the networking. But when you graduate from these Ivy Leagues, it's a deep embedded network system built in. The, these are the people who go work in the corporate institutions that were taught at college, but will never work at. That used to frustrate me. I was like, why am I learning this, this corporate system? I'm going to go own my own business. That's how it works. Right. The professor tells me, told me, it's what I'm paid to teach. But my point is, is these women don't have that luxury to do that. You know, uh, does that make sense to you? Or do you still it, completely it makes, disagree? It makes sense to me, but I just, I have an issue with the word rights, but but well, no, 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 no. this has nothing to do with the rights. You're staging, they should state, you're stating they should stage a protest. This has nothing to do with rights. I'm just telling you why they won't because no, they no, have I, talked about it. No, yeah? I, I understand what you're saying and, and I agree with you in principle. So uh, we, let, let me throw one final caveat. This is what the school has said about anybody who has an issue. They suggested that upset swimmers should utilize robust resources available to them, including the university's Department of Counseling and Psychological Services. And what they're implying is you're an idiot, you're nuts, you need help if you don't well, want they're, to Well, they're implying that if you disagree with the fact that Leah Thomas is a, a, a man, that there's something wrong with you. Exactly. That, 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 that it's your fault and you need counseling. Uh, to get over it, but right, yeah, exactly. I, I, which I, uh, I 100% look, uh, I'd be tempted to transfer out of that school. If I was one of the females on that swim team or in but that, again, or in that conference. Transfer to where, if you're there on a four-year ride. No, I mean, you could transfer, right. Someone else can pick up your scholarship if you're, if you're worthy enough, but will I understand they, it's difficult. Will they? In this I, I understand it's difficult. World. It's a difficult. Exactly. I get exactly. It. Now, uh, a couple more topics on this. Fixing a meat. There's speculation. And I believe this. If, you, if Anybody who's done sports. Right. <laughs> we just talked about it two weeks ago, three weeks ago, with Dennis Velasco, our NBA yes. insider. Our James Harden. Uh, 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 it was obvious to everybody. He blamed his hamstring, but it was obvious to everybody he was uh, tanking it. And one of the uh, uh, one of the, the, the team teammates said that she, that Leah Thomas tanked it right. you know, at a couple of meets uh, just to make it look as if as, as if, if another woman had beaten Leah Thomas, right? Exactly. To give justification for, yeah, I got you. Any thoughts on that? Um, I, I don't know. It's an allegation, but. No, no, no. But do you think that based off the fact Leah Thomas is beating people at 35, 30, uh, 35 seconds, 38 seconds, 12 seconds, all of a sudden there's another transgender who's going from female to male that beats him? Yeah. You know, I, I, it seems I, I, very I, suspicious to me. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, 
if uh, Vegas probably would have had that as a long shot. Let's put it All like right. that. <laughs> Two more topics on this and we're going to move on. And the reason I want to do the last topic is very important. Uh, uh, Leah Thomas still has a penis. Do you think, are you one of these who sits there says, doesn't matter, all equality is equality? Or do you think a woman uh, or even a man should be respected in the sense of not having the other sex in there? Uh, my take is simple. Culturally, that's how we've been brought up it's a tough sell for a woman to have to accept a man, especially when our history has shown men go to jail for things like that. You mean uh, in the locker room? Correct. Mean. Yeah. I, I, I think that, look, there's the legal ethos and then there's the sports ethos. And like, if you've ever played on an organized team, in the truest sense of the word back then, what was your safe space if you were a member of a team? The locker room. A locker room. And the locker room was a place where like you aired out your grievances with your teammates. You could talk freely to each other. That's right. Uh, there Thank was you. no like, and I don't mean this in a sexual way, obviously. I just mean like, what was that? Like, what's what do you hear a complaint of? Who aired our dir dirty laundry? Right. All Safe that stuff has to stay in the locker room, room, right? So if you have women in that locker room who are uncomfortable. Now you could call them prejudiced, you could call them sexist, whatever you want to refer to their attitude towards Leah Thomas. The very fact that his presence in their locker room is causing a team rift, as a coach, if not as a legal principal, as a coach, I would be like, we have to, can we come to an accommodation? Can the we have like- The coach sided with Leah Thomas. Of course, the, the Leah Thomas is bringing him a championship. Right, and he has to because of the athletic director's uh, guidance on it, right? But like, I would try to come oh, to- Oh, no, no, you're talking about people who can walk out or do a protest. That coach can do that. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't disagree, but I'm saying, listen, to me, let's be practical. Can we have a section where- Leah Thomas maybe is behind a curtain in the same locker room, something, you know, just to, uh, just I, to acknowledge that this is a weird situation. I think there, there, a lot of them say Leah Thomas doesn't care. She didn't talk to the team. She just doesn't care. And by, by, by him just flowing his dong out, letting his schlong back and forth there to me, tells me that he's being disrespectful because you're right. He could sit there and say, guys, I get it. I want to, I want to, let's make this work. So, now, so you see, William, now I understand why you sent me that prep note that said woman with a dong question mark. You know, <laughs> dong just sounds like a comedy movie. You know, it's, it's like, like something in, in a comedy movie. And we've got to make this a little lighthearted. But you know what? Yeah. The pro Leah people, they're already killing us with, with their eyes. Yeah, but the most but, important but, and, and, and here's the most important part I was going to say uh, is we're not against Leah Thomas. You have to understand, like, at least we're not saying, like, it's a criminal act. We're not saying it's immoral uh, to be transgender. Nobody's right. arguing that. What right. we are saying is it's an inherently unfair situation when you, look, if you- No, 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 you're, 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 you're moving into the final segue. What you're oh. saying is, is uh, to those who support Thomas, all they want to talk about is the transgender identity. To all of us, this is a sex-based issue, meaning she's competing in terms biologically, right. she's a man. Right. You know, no matter how you want to cut it, the transgender community is all about the identity and nothing else matters. Well, you uh, know what, William, quick, uh, just to give you like a sarcastic remark that will drive it home. If you were in the Paralympics, um, 
if you identified yourself as handicapped, would you be allowed to compete? So would someone with two legs who considers himself handicapped be allowed to compete against uh, para, Paralympic athletes who are, uh, say, doing the race in their in their wheelchairs, for example? Or, or it's, is that, coming. it's somebody's going to claim it. They're going to have something minor and they're going to claim it. You know, people have the weirdest thoughts in their minds about winning. We are a society. We are a world ingrained in putting winners on a pedestal. Right. I see Leah Thomas as that's all that person wants. Uh, now, the final point, and we'll move on. Jackie Robinson, in your opinion, because she has claimed Leah Thomas has claimed she is the Jackie Robinson of transgenders. Now, one of the critics said, uh, this isn't a, 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 said that Jackie Robinson fought for rights and, and he went from the Negro Leagues to the majors, an accomplished player in the Negro Leagues and an accomplished player in the, in, in, in in the, the minor majors. leagues. Yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Leah Thomas sucked in the male uh, uh, swimming team, but dominates that this isn't a, a, a a civil rights issue uh, like Jackie Robinson. This is an issue of a man competing against females. And okay. the person who I'm referring to, I won't say, but uh, was actually quite disgusted at having that comparison made in terms of it was demeaning towards everything that Jackie Robinson has done. I don't, I, I, I was just about to say that. If I were um, a member of Jackie Robinson's family, or if I was perhaps an African-American, um, yeah, that would be insulting to me. Because Jackie Robinson didn't choose to be black. That's a good point. Leah Thompson chose to be transgender. Like you can, you can now, like the fact that you think you're born that way is not the case. You chose to be transgender in the sense that, listen, Leah, Leah Thomas, when you see him on the, <laughs> in the swim meets, I, I, I laugh because I can't help my baser side from coming up. He looks. Oh, me too. It's like it's like, like a guy. Yeah. <laughs> there's like a bulge in the swimsuit. Like there's, you know, the the it's a one piece, obviously, right? So it, it's like it looks comical because there's absolutely nothing feminine about his appearance. It's just that he has decided. He has just decided to be referred to as a woman, and again, to the extent that he should be allowed to do that as as a as an individual in the United States, absolutely. Correct, correct. Competing, but, but being classified a biological woman in order to compete with other women. Listen, you always say this. Why is there never, why don't you hear this in the other direction? Why are they, there are never any men complaining about transgender men competing against them? Why, right. is they, why don't you ever hear about that? Because it poses no threat to them. Because it's still a female. Well, That's why. Let's but, end it with this. After college, Leah Thomas says her eyes set on the 2024 Olympics. Hey, good luck. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> we are an extremely progressive society in all of Central and South America. I've been to almost every country uh, and it hasn't changed. The last time I was in Panama was a few years ago before COVID and uh, they would, they'll never accept it. So there's no. going to be massive pushback on that. All right. Let's move on to Brittany Griner. 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 All right. First of all, John, tell yes. us, before we get into it, to prep the audience here, what is cannabis oil? 
So it, you, sometimes you'll hear it as a CBD oil. Wait, wait, hold on. John is a scientist, people. Listen yes. Up. Trust me, people. I'm a scientist. Uh, <laughs> okay. I, look, I have to admit, I love stupid movie references. That's from the original Ghostbusters. Uh, oh Bill Murray. God, I did not know that. I thought you were mocking the government. You know, no, that too. Well, Ronald I, Reagan said, right? <laughs> that's, the government comes. Yeah, that's that's my two for one. There, it's a comedic reference and an anti-government. But anyway, uh, so uh, uh, it's commonly referred to as CBT oil, which basically think of it this way: it's it's liquefied marijuana, but without the um, uh, these the uh, psych uh, the psycho. Um, uh, hallucinogenic, uh, the THC is has been removed. Well, that's CBD, not hashish or cannabis oil. Cannabis oil. Right. Uh, I said has, C I said CBD. Right. Right. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, the yeah. CBD does not have any of that. Right. So it's legal in most states now. Yeah, and and the thing is, it's, I'm talking about the U.S. Obviously, the Russians have a different perspective on things, but generally speaking, if, if someone says I'm taking CBD oil, they're taking it for purpose, for example, it's considered a natural remedy for seizures. It's, well, it's, it's a lot of things. People take it to sleep for pain, sleep, anti-seizure. There's a, there's a lot of uses for it that are purely medicinal, and it's it's very uh, important to note that has no THC and which Correct. is psychedelic Correct. element of it. However, the hemp oil is basically cut with coconut oil and other essential oils, but it's basically it does have THC in there. Well, that's cannabis oil you're referring to. Yeah. 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 So that's the, the difference the between the cannabis two. oil is because in my research, the, the terms are important when it comes to under yeah. separating what has THC and what, what does it. I mean, already on Twitterverse, there's a few people, whoa, cannabis oil doesn't have it because they're confusing, doesn't have THC because they're confusing it with, 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 with uh, a CBD, you know, but, but hers, what she had, it, the original report came out as hashish oil. So when I researched that, the other name for hashish oil is cannabis oil. So now yeah. there's this reporting cannabis oil, which has THC. Now let's, let's also state, this is the Russian version of what happened. Right, right. right. Now, 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 uh, before we get to the charges, uh, who is Brittany Griner? A lot of people are really upset that, that, and, and my initial take is, you're upset at much ado about nothing because the truth right. of the matter is nobody knows who the hell she is. Right. You know? so, so, to, so, my, to my earlier comment about the WNBA. Ex exactly. Yeah. So so Brittany Grenier, though, in the WNBA. Griner. Griner. Griner is a powerful force. She was selected number one overall in the 2013 WNBA draft. Seven-time WNBA All-Star Center. She's 31 years old. This past year, she averaged 20.5 points a game, 20 and a half points per game, nine right. and a half rebounds for the Phoenix Mercury. She made an all-star team and led the league in block shots. I mean, she's an imposing figure when you see her in the uniform. Yes, absolutely. Poses. Yes. Uh, she led the Mercury to the WNBA championship in 2014. She's a two-time WNBA defensive player of the year, three-time Russian National League champion, and four-time EuroLeague champion, and she has won two Olympic gold medals and two World Cups representing Team USA. She currently plays for the UMMC Eka, Ekaterinburg. I'm pronouncing it wrong without the accent. Ekaterinburg. Again? Ekaterinburg, I think. Okay, a women's basketball team that competes in the Russian Premier League. So right. that answers the question what she's doing in Russia. 
but the point is, is she's in the, in her, it's kind of like in the fantasy sports industry, the first 15 years, there was nobody who did not know who I was in that industry. Right. In WNBA circles, she's a superstar. Yes, absolutely. The charges. Now there's video on this. Yes. You know, so, so, so people have a race of, well, they're lying, they're lying. They could, maybe it was spliced. We don't know, but they had video on it. You know, uh, she, she was, and this happened before the invasion. She was detained by the Russian Federal Customs Service who claimed to have found hashish oil in her luggage and it was in the form of vapes. The incident was at Sharon Mateo International Airport so in Moscow. She was taken into custody. An expert determined that the liquid is a narcotic drug, cannabis oil, as we've discussed, vape cartridges that they were contained in. Right. And the charges carry a sentence of five up to 10 years. Right. Now, the Customs Service didn't identify a grinder when they stopped her, and they actually had held, she was actually held a few weeks before it became public. Yeah. You know, now the reason she's playing here, John, and, and, and I want to get your comment on grinder, but also on this, is she was earning about a million a year. In Russia. Yeah, about five to 10 times more than the average WNBA player. I think it was actually four times her salary. Right, four times her salary, but an average five to 10 times yeah. more than the average. First of all, before we get to the grinder, what are your thoughts on that? And why would you think your thoughts on that? So my thoughts are nothing. Uh, it's it's a market economy, right? Like, well, that's what, that's what I want you to explain. I know you're yeah. a libertarian. Yeah, yeah. So so she earned, let's, let's use round numbers as they've been reported. And if they're not accurate, the principle is the same. She Correct. plays in the WNBA. Her salary in the WNBA is a quarter of a million dollars. In her mind, that's not enough to make a living. Or maybe yeah. she just wants more. That's about well, three or four times more than the average American. Right. So regardless, and I'm not holding... No, no, I'm just saying that's good money. Yeah, it's good money. But at the same time, I don't, I don't begrudge anyone's... Correct. How anyone earns a living, right? As long Correct. as it's not hurting somebody. So she said... And by the way, she's not the only WNBA player. I know Sue Bird has done it. Um... Uh, most Diana, of them, most Diana of them, Taras, the they have Indian. to go overseas, right? They have to go the overseas, right? It's common. It's a common practice. Yeah, it's very common. So she ended up in Russia where they're paying her a million bucks a season. So she's making good bank. Now and, she's, and been, she's performing for them. Champions. Yes. And she's been there for seven years, I think, uh, playing for the, for her Russian uh, team, club team. Now, what's interesting to note is I've seen the argument that, you know, that's why we need a, a league minimum wage in the WNBA, because then these women wouldn't have to go overseas. And I'm like, you know, that's, first of all, that's not the way e economics works. That's you don't right. decide this is what people need. Therefore, we set that as the minimum wage. That's how you get inflation. That's how you drive high unemployment. The reality is, you know what the minimum wage should be? Zero. That's the real minimum wage, because I don't care how high the minimum wage is, if no one's giving you a job, your minimum wage is zero. But anyway, so is it a, is it a reason to call for a minimum wage? No. Is yeah. it something that blame, that you could put a blame on, the situation with the disparity in pay? No. She went there to earn a living. She went there because she felt her skill set was undervalued in the united states and she found a market for her skill set well, now, now to me that's perfect 
perfect market economics. That's the way the world should operate. Correct. Uh, uh, two points. I think the reason you're going to get pushed back on a minimum wage is because we no longer teach critical thinking. If we taught critical thinking, people would actually think it through and come to your conclusion. Of course. Uh, <laughs> two, they're wrong because there's only a handful of superstars earning the master contracts. There's none in the WNBA as we know. Right. Uh, so even if they did pay, have a pay scale, there'd only be a handful of the, the, the I mean, let's theoretically say right. they implement all this, it would still only be a handful of players earning the million plus. The rest of those players would still go to Europe, sure. to, to yeah. Eurasia and play. So that's never going to go away. So those arguments to me are being done by i'll say it by sheep people out there who look at everything but the actual truth right in terms of why things happen how the economy works yeah it's a politically motivated uh, excuse quite honestly it's meant to it's meant to and this is where i'll jump in with your your conservative uh buddies um it really is meant to push an, a progressive agenda that you know that the, the economy needs to be controlled from washington as opposed to controlled by the market itself, right? So um, I don't buy that at all. I think it's a it's a rubbish excuse. I think it's just a distraction. Actually, um, John, I really think it's because of the lack of critical thinking and people want to do what's right. And in their heart, they think that's right. Well, it's a humanist approach, right? Because right, exactly. I, I don't agree with it, but that that's, I think a lot of progressive ideas, I mean, we all grow up progressive, wanting to save the world. You know? Well, the way I describe it is, it's as if my mother wanted to run the world, right? Because my mother doesn't understand economics, but she, she can't stand human suffering, right? Well, so, here's part of the problem. That's gonna the, go the issue. Here's part of the problem I think she's going to run into and support. Right now, we are a very partisan, divided country. You mean uh, you're talking about Griner right now? Griner. Yeah. What is she really? For the few people that know or have heard Griner, that sounds familiar. What are they referring to, Big John? Any idea? Did I stump the scientists? I honestly feel we should not play the national anthem. That's what she came out. That's what gave her her first big publicity. Oh, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Well, yeah, she's been critical of the United States vis-a-vis -vis race relations and what she views as a racist. Uh, I'm sorry, I just didn't follow your question. But yeah, she's she's made statements critical of American society. Now, well, that, that, that was her biggest one. So, yeah. But so, here's the thing. I don't begrudge her that, honestly. To me, Oh, I don't either. I'm talking about perception of how she's going to be seen by half the country. But here's the other thing, too. I think she's learning real quick. <laughs> The difference between being in a nation that, as messed up as it is, believes in the rule of law, or at oh, least no, did, I, I, that, or I at least, or at least did before Trump became president. But um, we're not going to go down that road. He's wrong. I just said that. To, I just said that to piss you off. But listen, we believe in the rule of law, right. whereas in the Soviet Union, it is very clearly. It's the equivalent of a crime family, right? And Putin sits at the top. He's the, he's the it's don. an authoritarian government. Right. He's the mafia don and he runs no, it no, like no, a, no. Call it what it is, an authoritarian government. I don't even think it's a I don't even think it's that. I honestly think it's run like a mafia. Well, school. it's a dictatorship run through Putin, through yeah. puppet governments, but Fair it's an enough. authoritarian. Yeah. That and the reason I say that is because that's what they want to implement here. An authoritarian government sure. where we have a figurehead, but everything goes through him, but it's elites calling the shots. You know? Yeah. And at the end of the day, even though he's killed some oligarchs, 
Putin has learned over the last few years. He's got to get those oligarchs on his side. You know. Well, he's killed the ones that uh, he's killed the ones that were a threat to him. Exactly. Exactly. The, the the ones that he's kept around are there to line his pockets. You know. Um, right. 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 It's a horrible situation, but as it relates to Griner, her problem is that unfortunately. I don't think there'll be a situation where the U.S. is going to change its policy in order to get her back. Well, I don't think I don't think that's the progressives, though, to piss off the progressives, because you're going to hate hearing this. But uh, uh, Senator Lindsey Graham has come out saying we got to do everything. And the State Department is working. And the sad truth of this, because we've seen it in past historically, Jesse Jackson got some people free from Libya or the Mideast somewhere, and it was purposely done to embarrass, I think, Clinton at the time, but I can't quite remember, maybe yeah, Bush. Sure was, yeah. uh, but I can see this, her eventually being released in a way that embarrasses uh, the American government. Well, yeah, look, there's going to be the propaganda game, but I'm talking about meaningful concessions, you know, like uh unfreeze our our financial oh, correct that will be part like of that. the process that will be part of the talk yeah that um, but that won't happen i think there will be yeah we'll release her to like the most radical black guy in america just to make a point against the the white society right right, right. Further, that's, what I'm saying. that's the minimum that'll happen right they could get some concessions because I some things it. are done through the back door that we never hear about. I, I understand that, but yeah. yeah. Okay, we'll see how it plays. Okay, out. and the final comment on it, because it's just too much fun, the Twitterverse. Twitter has actually, and I apologize to those of you who do critically think, this is about this ones that don't. What if it was Tom Brady? Obviously, they're trying to reference the race. The race hustlers have come out. Right. But ironically, uh, I follow a lot of conservative blacks, uh, a few progressives, just to keep track of the bad guys. But most of the answers are like, well, Tom Brady wouldn't have had any weed on him. You know, right. Tom Brady's rich enough. He doesn't need to go there. Tom Brady's not stupid. It, it was hilarious because I expected it all to be the progressives jumping on bandwagon, but they were realists. And the final note on this, and I'll let you have the last word, is nobody has come out from her circle of friends, family, or whatnot, said she would never have had that vape, uh, the vaping pens. Not yeah. one person has come out. Which And the one thing that a cannabis oil is used for is for pain. She is an elite athlete. Let's not take anything away from her God-given gifts. So to me, I'm like, oh, I can see it. But it's also an abuse and disrespect of another country's laws. You know, uh, I'll give you the last word. Yeah, there. look, um, to me, there isn't a person on this planet that should be incarcerated, put in a cage, simply for taking any drug whatsoever. I don't no, care. No, what no, that's doing. not what I'm asking. No, though. no, I understand I'm that. I'm, I'm, I'm just laying out my point, right? So, on principle, again, she should not be in jail. However, having been in the Soviet Union for seven years, she should Ooh, know that's how a that podcast. Yeah, she should know how that system operates that's like the people who visit north korea and then get trapped behind there breaking some stupid law oh, or going yeah, into China. he yeah. died he yeah. died because he was an arrogant sob and i'm sorry to say that but he would he they think they're in america they yeah, think and, that and and 30 years ago it was that kid in singapore who got the caning right that's the right that's cane, right, right? Because you know, in Singapore, they tell you, do not do this, this, yeah. this. No, and they'll tell you, you bring drugs in here. And for those of you that remember the uh, the movie, the what was it called? The uh, Midnight Express or whatever. The one about the guy who got caught with uh, smuggling pot in and out of Turkey. 
and what he had to go oh, through yeah. in a Turkish prison, right? So you have to be an idiot, even if you believe in uh, uh, the legalization of drugs, to try to smuggle things across a Russian checkpoint. It's just nuts. I wouldn't do it anywhere in a third world country, which is what Russia is. It's, it's a third world country with a first world army. So yeah, I don't feel sorry for her at all. I feel sorry for her that she has to go through this, but not in the sense that she's been somehow singled uh, out. She singled out or being picked on or, or duplicitous actions. Look, yeah. the only thing that I hold out is, yes, we saw the video. Yes, they did. They did take something out of that. Nobody knows what was in that bottle. Nobody knows. So whether was it hemp? Was it CBD? We're only hearing the the um, the Russian uh, prosecutorial side of it. So, but let's assume the facts as they've been stated. Yeah, she's not someone. She's not someone to get sympathy for in terms of her actions. Right. She's right. Not and a political. Again. She's not a political prisoner. Um, Putin will try to use her for that purpose, but I, I think Putin is going to get pushback. Because my assumption is she's brought championships, they're paying her a million dollars. She's probably pretty popular in the basketball. You know, I had it. You're right. I hadn't considered that. That in Russia itself, she may be sort of a local hero. And uh, if he lets her go without asking for anything. Oh yeah, it's it's bad. The support he gets from the people that that helps him tremendously. I, I guarantee you, if it came to the point where she was walking without any concessions, she would have a heart attack in the jail cell. You know what I mean? I mean, you would hear about something like that, that, you know, she had a heart attack or she accidentally hung herself. You know, they might Epstein her. It'll be something that, but I, and which is horrible for me to say, because I don't wish I death on her. Yeah, but I, I don't see any of that happening. This is too much of a strategic play for the Russians now. They, right. they, they they're controlling the clock. They're, they they have a, a home field possession here. They're not going to screw this up. And the reason I say that is because, I think it's going to portend to a good ending for her. She may I have to so. wait it out, I hope but so. that should happen. All righty, let's get on to our final topic of the night. It's more speculation in terms of what we think can and won't or what or whatever can happen. But it's not speculation that Carson Wentz, his tenure in the city of Indianapolis as an Indianapolis Colt and the starting quarterback is over. Dunsky. He traded today. For a second and third rounder in the twenty in this year's draft, a third rounder in next year's draft, it can go up to a second round pick if he plays seventy percent of the snaps. Now, Big John, my question to you is: Frank Reich is a quarterback guru. Uh, I am of the firm belief that hey, new system, new players, chemistry. He was a little bit of injury prone again this year, but one year to me with the talent this kid supposedly has, to me is like. I, we knew it. We knew that the owner was not happy. Is this a potential situation? Because this is speculation, but do you think possible ownership meddling with the front office and saying, I don't want him? Oh, absolutely. So um, just to clarify a little bit, the net net is that they got two third rounds, one of which will go to a second. The extra second that you mentioned is actually a swap because they're actually throwing back a, a second round pick uh, uh, to, um, to, to the commanders. So the net net is two picks. So when you consider that the Colts paid a first and a third, just a exactly. year ago for them, they're they taking a two round hit. So yeah, here's the thing. I do think, uh, uh, ownership meddled or say meddled because you have to understand the Colts were a hot team going into week 17. 
Oh, they collapsed at the end. And then those last two games against the Raiders and the Jaguars, all they had to do was win one of them to make the playoffs. And they had Jonathan Taylor smoking hot. He was running over people. All Carson Wentz had to do was not lose games. And you think he, he had, lost those games? Or I see, I kind of look at it as a team just choking. Well, let's put it this way. When you give up a first and a third, that's the equivalent of drafting Trevor Lawrence, right? And and like you expect you know what, though, it's also the equivalent of why the Colts suck and they've never won but one Super Bowl, too. Yeah. Okay, okay fair enough. But now, I'm, I'm, I'm not arguing with you as much as let's be real. The bad teams who haven't gone to the Super Bowl or deep in the playoffs traditionally, there's a reason for that. Well, yes, but what's the for example, with Wentz, you asked why those last two games and was it a team effort? Do you know what his quarterback rating was in that last game against the Jaguars? Oh, he sucked. He sucked. 4.3. 4.3. You realize that if I took 10 snaps in the pro NFL game as, as a nearly 60-year-old fat guy, if I just took six snaps, didn't fumble the ball, and just fell straight to the ground, I would have a higher quarterback rating than Carson Wentz had in that last game. You know, it's Literally. a team game. Quarterbacks can make receivers. But those are the great quarterbacks, and Wentz is not, He's a, not great a great quarterback. quarterback. So, you know, I, so, how much of that is on the coaching and the team around him as well? I don't think it's on the coaching. I don't think it's on the coaching. If anything, I think that maybe he was rushed back. Don't forget, he's he was hurt. He was hurt, and he and look, I can look. I think the season he had was very solid. Right, he had he, it was his lowest interception total in a season in his career. Right, so he took care of the ball for the most part. Was it overwhelming? I think he had 3,500 yards, 3,600 yards. So it wasn't like he had a great season, but he had a solid season. The problem was those last two games. Right. I I mean, um, when you you looked at the probabilities, with two games to go, they had a 97% chance of making the playoffs. Oh, no, it was a stunner. It was a, in fact, that, that was the whole talk that week. They, they were interviewing players. I can't remember what station it was. He's like, yeah, we're thinking. Then we look up, we're like, you know, yeah, what, what the hell team, happened? Yeah. Was able to get into the play. Was it the Steelers? Maybe the, the Steelers. Steelers. It was the Steelers and the Raiders. <laughs> they, they were out. Some of the players, yeah, yeah we look up like, yeah, we're in. Yeah, it was the Steelers and the Raiders who backed in. Uh, that's right. That. That's right. And, you know, it's, I kind of view it as Ursay's meddling. To me, the Colts, the Browns always get the flag. But I mean, the Colts are right up there with them. Well, the Browns and the Bengals used to get that flag. I think they've turned it around a little bit. But, but, but Bengal, Bengal ownership never meddled. They just didn't care about building a winner because they were still profitable. Well, they were cheap. Say, Let's face winner. it, they were cheap. They were hamstringing the GM yeah, by saying yeah, you can't yeah. spend money. But but you're right. But but so did they give up on them too early? Yes, I think they did. Yeah, that's my question. Yeah, they said, did give up on them too early. Uh Look, this might be a blessing in disguise for the commanders because they're getting a potential starting quarterback relatively cheap. Like two-thirds is not a steep, steep Oh, price. no, they got a steal. If he pans yeah. out. Yeah, if even he lives up Even to- as an average quarterback who becomes right. a game manager, uh, Troy Aikman, <laughs> then th- that's good enough for Ron Rivera. I, I agree. And now the here's the question I have for you. Do the Colts now try to pull off a double whammy, meaning... Do they try to trade up to get one of the quarterbacks, like say, oh, um, Willis Pitt. or Pickett? You know, yeah, Pickett. Pickett. I was reading up on Pickett today, and he gets a lot of flack, but he, he seems to be a because of his small hands. Yeah, he, that's his. That's the main knock against Pickett. But also the kid from Liberty College, uh, Willis, I think his name is. Um, these are the two top quarterbacks I'm thinking, and would the Colts consider trading up? Uh, 
to acquire them. Now they made they probably don't have the draft capital to do that. It so, depends on who's ahead of them and their needs. If there's a team that well, they don't have, have a first, right? Because they gave that to the um, uh, to the to the, Eagles. Uh, to the uh, Eagles for for Wentz, right? But um, so, do they have enough draft capital? Probably, probably not. not. So but, they're going to have to go out and get a quarterback. And, right. and, and let, let's be honest: if whatever draft picks they have, they have a left. Ursay will will give him up. He'll tell his general manager. Is Greg still the general manager over there? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Then, then, then excuse my French, Colts fans. You're. I'm not going to curse. You're bleeped. Why Griggs gave up the world for a, a running back that the rest of the NFL and the evaluators had pretty much said never materialize or is done. And, and that was a kid out of Alabama, the first overall pick. Why am I drawing a blank? Trent Richardson. Trent Richardson. Yeah, they traded for him and turned out to be a man. And I was rooting for him because I, I, I that was years to root ago, though. I mean, it's not. It shouldn't affect them now. But I hear what you're saying. Look, you know, my point is, is he wants to win so badly, he'll give up the farm. Uh, I mean, they did it for Wentz. So look, so we got Trent Richardson, we got Wentz. What makes you think that they're gonna uh, trade smartly? Yeah. Right now, if I'm San Francisco, I'm like a rabid dog. <laughs> yeah, I, look, I don't, I don't think the Wentz deal was bad. I think what's bad is that they're they're pulling the parachute cord just a year afterwards. No, I agree, but it doesn't change the fact that they gave up the farm and got nothing in return. Yeah, and now they're going to have to look for another quarterback. So whether they get Garoppolo, whether they think Watson's going to be available to them. Watson's um, a potential nightmare. But again, if they can't afford to get uh, to trade up, they're not going to be able to afford Watson. Uh, so, you know, because Houston's going to hold out for multiple firsts. That's a good point. So they're not going to get right. Watson. So they're, they're probably their, their main target is going to be Garoppolo. Uh, they might go after uh, uh, Mitch Tr- uh, Trubisky. Uh, they might try to get him up and free. This is a name that's been making the rounds. Yeah, I hear the Giants are interested because there's a reunion potentially there with Dayball. Well, uh, honestly, I, I think Trubisky's uh, one of these quarterbacks who was on a coaching staff that. Oh, they killed his career. He had a QB guru, but he sucked. They killed. I mean, he was. See, to me, it's like, oh, he's a QB guru. Who was it? Patrick Mahomes. Well, you know, Patrick Mahomes is kind of like thriving big time without him. You know, maybe it was just coincidence he was on the same coaching staff. With yeah, Mahomes. no, they they killed it. They killed this the start to this kid's career. If he can make it, great. Mariota, Marcus Mariota is another one that'll be available. Yeah, yeah. he's another one. I think that 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 that. See, the problem with Tennessee, I think their coaching staff sucks when it comes to quarterbacks. You know, I think, and, and I think they lucked into uh, Derrick Henry. Yeah, you know, nobody knew who Derrick Henry uh, that he had, he was going to become Derrick Henry that tank. Right. I don't think the I think the Tennessee Titans are on limited time right now, and their window uh, the last two years were their windows. Well, maybe this right. year. Last year we were a bit of. A, but my point is, is I think Mariota has some potential talent. I think he's like Wentz. He's like Jameis Winston after he left Tampa Bay. There's and, another one. If he doesn't resign with the Saints. Um, oh, I don't think he's going to with the Saints. He uh, might, but but I, mean, I they're think... talking about. I mean, actually, he's a perfect fit for Tampa Bay under the current coach, uh, uh, Bruce Arians. Oh no, Bruce Arians. Why do you think he got rid of him to begin with? No, but but at the end of the day, Bruce Arians ain't got much of a choice now. And what's he got that he loves? He's got that big, deep arm. Right, but, but Bruce that's Arians is the, Bruce Arians. But um, Arians is the one who got rid of Winston. He's right. Not, he's not going to bring him back. Like, I think you have more of a shot of him picking up Watson, like being real players in the Deshaun Watson talks. 
He's never uh, had a player like Watson. And who? I don't think he'll let you. Arians, Peyton oh, sure, Manning, yeah. Big Ben. Uh, you know, he's always had these big, uh, big QBs because he loves to go deep. Yeah. I don't know how strong Watson's arm is. I have no clue. I can't he's, remember. He's got a good arm. He's yeah. got a good arm. But does he got that deep? Does he got the Michael Vick arm? The big Ben arm? No, I, I don't many, know. How many, people, how many people do? I listen. That's I would. Aiden Manning, Big Ben. Right. I would Brady. say. I would say that Watson is at least the deep ball thrower that you could put like below uh, Russell Wilson. Like Russell Wilson's the best deep ball thrower, probably. I think Watson has the right arm, but look, who, he he had uh, DeAndre Hopkins all those years that he would go deep to. Will Fuller, like people forget, Will Fuller was like a four three four four guy. Watson never missed him deep. Right, no, no. You know what though? This is me once again getting us off topic. Let's head on back to uh, Wentz. What does he bring to the Redskins? And 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 what do you think of the current quarterback and and how that that stacks up? Heinke, Heinke. I I I think that. They'll Taylor, probably have I, know, knowing Rivera, they'll have an open competition. Um, I think yeah, Wentz probably, if he's healthy, I think Wentz wins it. I think Heineke at least deserves a shot to compete, and I think he's a perfect backup quarterback, if nothing else. Like, I think you've solved your quarterback position right now. What they do with Fitzpatrick, who knows? Um, well, Fitzpatrick is on the verge, I mean, the guy's an old man. He's your age. <laughs> At least. <laughs> but the point is, is that guy looks to me to become a, make the, the next transition into coaching. To me, he just has you that would type think, of Yeah, you don't, but who knows with him, you know, like, I, I mean. I think you keep him around. I think because I think at the end of the day, I feel for Carson Wentz. He's, I think his career's over. I think the perception of him is going to put him on a short leash, not because of Rivera, but because of the fans. You well, know, because, because he became Heineke, he became a, a fan favorite. Yeah, and they have Fitzpatrick, so they may be forced to get Fitzpatrick just to make it the one-two. But that to me is a nightmare situation. If me, it's not Wentz, handled right, if it's right, not handled right, right. And you know what? Uh, it's it's, and I'm not sold on Ron Rivera and his ability. Cam Newton really never progressed as a quarterback. His natural God-given talent and his size is why he's still in the league today. Right. He never matured. And, it was just all. Yeah. It was all physical ability. Exactly. But exactly. here's the here's the last thing on Wentz. Three revenge games this year. Two against the Eagles, one against the Colts. So go. he's actually got three revenge games in his first season in Washington. So that'll be interesting to see if that plays into the whole, like, how's he going to do? Um, but he's back in the NFC East, which he's familiar with um, from his time with the Eagles. Right. Um, so I don't think that matters. I think that's always a big. I mean, coaches change, schemes. No, change. no. But I mean, for example, the stadiums are the same. So he's, no, 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 I understand that. But I, I've always maybe because I did sports. I just never. You know, to me, it's like it's kind of like. So it's kind of like when they ask they they ask a quarterback about. So what do you think about the quarterback faceoff? And he's like, well. I'm not playing that. Is that quarterback playing defense? You know, exactly. What the hell should I care? That's kind of how I look at that. And okay. with that, Big John, I think we are going to call it a wrap for the evening. We've got a great show tomorrow night, though, people. We're going to talk MLB lockout. And the truth of the matters today came out. Week two, I believe, is canceled of the season. You know, I don't talk too much about it because I don't always side with the players because I don't believe in some of these. Uh, I don't side with the players a lot of times it's because at the end of the day, just like the government, who pays the price eventually? We do. With ex when it costs 
200 to $400 to be able to take your family to a damn game and a $12 hot dog that's that's processed with, 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 with cheap mustard. I have issues with that. But that's for tomorrow night. Big John, thank you for always being Big John. And to everybody else, y'all have a great evening and we'll talk tomorrow. Bye.